When you create a post that gets a bunch of engagement where people are using long strings of text to describe their feelings or talk about something, that is gold. Any copywriter out there would look at that and say, holy crap, I have all this data now that I can use in sales hooks and we now have a customer language and they're crying out to us to listen. If you're the kind of person in your life who talks more than you listen, you're going to have a hard time being a good marketer because these days everybody's getting talked at. People just want to be heard. And Messenger and Facebook, it's a place where people go to feel heard. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hey everybody, this is Ralph Burns, and welcome to episode 135 of the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is going to be part two of our interview with Dan Gamito, who's the director of growth of ManyChat, as we continue our discussion on Facebook Messenger and uh, try to mitigate some of those fears that some of you might have out there as to, is this the end of the Facebook Messenger apocalypse? Can I not use Messenger with one-word answers anymore? Well, you probably can't, uh, although Facebook Terms of Service is very clear on this. I don't think they've ironed this out completely with policy as of yet, so you probably have a short window of time from the recording of this episode here to be able to still do that. But uh, in this episode, in continuation of episode 134, Dan talks about ways in which we can engage our audience without just the one word answer, like yes to download the ebook or, you know, coupon to get the coupon code for your product. Uh, and he gives you a lot of great ways to engage your audience so you can build a long term relationship with your customers. And that is the goal of Messenger my friends, is to build a long-term relationship with people one at a time, not one-to-many like email. This is very, very different. And Dan will explain exactly how to do that in episode 135. So enjoy. So Dan, we got to get creative now. And that's exciting to me. What do you think like for Comment Growth Tool? I saw someone post like, does this mean that mini chat isn't relevant anymore because that was the coolest part of the tool. And I was like, guys, really? You're going <laughs> to give up that quickly because you can't ask someone to comment a word to get a thing? Like, yeah. we can't get any more creative than this? Right. Just shows you how much education is needed. And hopefully they're going to listen to this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite honestly. So, Dan, you've given us such a good perspective into how to think of this. Mm. We know that we have to change the way we're doing it, you know, especially in relation to this, this growth tool. So, okay, now we can't ask people to comment to get stuff. Like, what the hell do we do? This is really fascinating because this all comes down to whether or not you want to decide to be an effective communicator. Like, this is actually a personal <laughs> choice. So, first of all, anybody who's been doing the comment yes below to get the free milkshake or whatever, you didn't do anything wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with what you did to get those leads. The thing is that that's actually really clever. If you can find a mechanism where all somebody has to do, the only thing somebody has to do is just type a thing into a box, three letters, and you, ha you now have a lead, that's incredible. Like, that's a really clever way to find a way to get leads for really cheap. I saw people generating, like, sales qualified leads with the right targeting for, like, 30 cents. So yeah. that's an amazing thing. And, you know, Facebook figured that out. They were like, oh, this is interesting. So here's the thing. 
I like talking about Facebook's perspective because I don't think people think about Facebook's perspective too much. It's kind of this just like faceless organization with so many different parts. No pun intended. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> the comment tool. Let's talk about what the comment tool really is. Uh, a lot of people look at it from their perspective and say, this is a thing that entitles me to give my opinion about something I probably have an unfounded opinion about. And uh, you get to do that all day long on Facebook. It's pretty great. Um, then you get to get in and other people <laughs> respond to your unfounded comment with more unfounded stuff and uh, it turns into yeah, the newsfeed. So I'm just kidding. I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit cranky. I'm, I'm kind of sick. It's pretty much it though. Yeah, it's kind of how it works. So the comments tool is a data collection mechanism. You don't think of it from that perspective, but what Facebook is doing is is they understand all the stuff that I was talking about earlier about the context of people's lives and the progress they're trying to make. They actually figured this out a long time ago, which is why they charge what they can charge for Facebook ads. And the point that I'm trying to get at here is that to any point at which you can interact with Facebook is a data collection mechanism. It's just the way it is. So when you type strings of text into a comment, that's getting parsed and read by a machine and the context in which that comment was made. So what Facebook post was it on? All that content is getting parsed and read by a machine too. What they're trying to understand is why did you comment on this thing now? They're trying to build a model of who you are and the kind of progress you're trying to make in your life right now. They want to understand what your deal is because the, the more they understand you and the kind of stuff that you want to communicate about, the more relevant their ad modeling becomes. Again, we have to think about it from their perspective is that they're, they're kind of a media company, if you want to think about it that way. Like, mm. they, they sell you ads, and, and they, they've crafted this, this thing called the news feed, which is basically just an aggregation of all this content that it, it, the, all that they're trying to do is make that content as relevant to who they think you are as possible. So if you are using their mechanisms, their data collection mechanisms, as just a hack to get something outside of Messenger or something, that's not useful to them because – they're looking for data acquisition. They're trying to get as much context on you as possible. And every opportunity that they're missing to do that, it's basically just wasted server space or just another webhook they have to fire that they're not getting any return on. Just to put that into perspective too, I posted about this in Digital Marketer Engage last week, but there is a interview on Netflix with Obama and David Letterman that's pretty outstanding. I recommend everyone watch it regardless of your political beliefs. It's not even really about politics, but at the 16 minute mark, Obama talks about this non-scientific experiment, but an experiment where three different people searched, you know, something in national news, right? They searched about the same topic on Google. And because Google has so much data on these people, based off of their political preference and, you know, what they have read in the past, uh, the results were very different for each person, right? Like one had a very, you know, very negative headlines when they searched Google. The other, you know, took a different position. You'll have to watch the documentary. But what's important is that Obama, the former president of the United States, basically acknowledged that technology. Google and Facebook are causing these media bubbles, right? And I think that since the last election and really the, the issues in the United States since then, I think that Zuck feels responsible almost to make sure that Facebook doesn't further persuade people in any way that could affect the world as a whole. 
So I think there's even a bigger thing to this, too. I think that the election and the discourse in our country has made Facebook really focus on this even more. Um, and I could be totally wrong, but I just wanted to throw that in there. They want to make sure that that they're giving you relevant stuff in your newsfeed based off of what you're interested in, but that they're not uh, affecting the outcome of a presidential election. Right. So you have to see where Facebook has. They have a social responsibility here. And that's a huge reason that you see a lot of this being more heavily moderated. Facebook as an entity has been under fire by the media, and a lot of people are rabbling and angry about Facebook showing them stuff that maybe wasn't true. But I, I think, oh man, I, I again, I, I, maybe you'll hate me after this because I have a different, I have a different take on some of this stuff. <laughs> I don't think I, I think that the average media consumer doesn't really, they're not actually prepared. They don't have the cognitive skills to be able to to see through some of this stuff. For example, like I have helped raise some kids and, 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 and I have some young people who like talk to me about stuff sometimes. And I encourage them not to spend time on social media because, uh, when I, when I, when I talk to them, I see how desperate they are for validation. I see how desperately like ignorant they are about certain parts of life as we all are when we're like 16, we don't know what the hell's going on. And we're always afraid of things that aren't actually real. And we have all these kind of internal anxieties. And all it takes to radicalize somebody is just to keep reinforcing their fears. And the thing is yeah. that the newsfeed, much like any other algorithmically generated content, it, if it's looking at who you think you are and you're projecting who you think you are into the world, it's just going to feed you. It's going to mirror all that stuff back to you. Exactly right. And it just reinforces that. I mean, my grandmother thinks she'll say, did you see so-and-so on Facebook today? She thinks that the news feed is like a newspaper and everyone's right. front page is the same, right? So to your point about education and people don't understand how this stuff is populated. So it's in Facebook's best interest. And I, I hate using the term Facebook because it's like, again, it's a huge organization with many different pieces. But the, the revenue generating part of Facebook, is, it's in their best interest to make sure they're serving you the relevant stuff that you want. They want your attention. And what they're doing is they're competing with anywhere else that's trying to take your attention away right now. So they're going to serve you things that are going to keep your attention. And unfortunately, the things that keep our attention, especially if we don't have really strong cognitive skills is it's going to be controversial stuff. It's going to be stuff that reinforces or challenges an identity that we hold to be really important in our lives. So like Buddhists don't really use Facebook because they don't care about identity. They don't care about things like this. And, and that's just kind of a cliche. But if you have less of an attachment to worldview, if you are more flexible about the way you think about things, if you're more empathic and can see multiple points of view, the newsfeed is less of a less of an interesting place to spend time for you. And that's that's just something that I think we all need to come to terms with. It's interesting because we teach Facebook advertising because we know that's where people hang out. But I, I don't think I've spent more than an hour on Facebook in a, in, in a month in my life, <laughs> yeah, ever. Because yeah. I just, I just, it's never been a thing that has appealed to me. And that's part of the reason, you know, I think with great power comes responsibility or whatever, right? It's like if you want to win and you want to build a massive community these days, it's be polarizing and, you know, stand against something and you've seen it happen. Yeah with politics. Exactly. And I guess, I guess me coming in and saying all this stuff is I, I really like to teach people about the mechanisms of their own minds. Like I've spent most of my life trying to figure out why I'm such a weirdo and why I think about things the way I do. 
So, and it's taken a lot of work. I mean, I've overcome. We're all weirdos here. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I've, I suffer needlessly so much simply because I have a, a certain mindset about things. And sometimes that mindset is something I inherited from somebody that had, didn't know who I was or didn't know what the world was going to look like. So here we are just kind of like using Facebook all the time as a species and looking in that newsfeed for validation and for something to connect with. And we really have no idea how much we're letting that stuff influence who we are. And it's just, it's not just the newsfeed. It's any, it's any mainstream news. It's any, it's any piece of content, which is designed to help you either reinforce or, or, or something that's making you afraid about losing something that you think is really important. Mm, so true. So in my opinion, that's why Facebook, the newsfeed is so addictive. That's why that little notification is so addictive because your brain is saying, oh shit, what did I just get? Or, oh shit, yeah. what's, now, what's now under fire? What am I going to lose? So yeah. um, that's, again, I'm not a professional psychologist. I'm just observant. <laughs> and these are the things that I've, I've come up with. And so again, Facebook's only, you know, the, the revenue generating part of that business, their only job is to make sure that you are served the stuff that's going to give you those feelings. It's going to make you want to take action on something right now. Otherwise, it's not really that useful to marketers. So every marketer out there, please keep in mind that you are capitalizing on behaviors that are kind of janky like you're, you're you're basically if you want people to click on your ads you're gonna have to like figure out what it is that they're trying to make progress on you're gonna have to figure out creative ways to like get them to engage with you and and it, it's all around the psychology of what progress can i make right now in my life and that's different for everybody who's interacting with your post or interacting with your bot so to come back to like the comments growth tool the the comment to messenger function Give Facebook what they need. Give them the data that they need. And I'll tell you what, the more data they get, the, the better it is for you as, as, an, as an advertiser. So instead of asking somebody to say, comment yes below to get the free milkshake coupon or whatever it is, that's going to work. You're going to get a bunch of people to sign up, but that's not going to be a very highly qualified lead. You're, gonna, you're not really going to know who that person is. And Dan, based off of your knowledge right now, like, is that even allowed? Like, do, could someone get their account banned for that? Or are you just in jeopardy of maybe getting a lower amount of reach? Yeah, if you right now, and I've seen this actually happen in the last three weeks, because they're really cracking down on this. If you were to follow that exact pattern I just gave you, and it gets flagged for whatever reason, and it probably will, because someone will get a follow up in messenger, and they won't understand why that's happening. And then they'll just flag you as spam. All it takes is like two or three of those people to flag you as spam, it goes to a human compliance person and you're done like they'll they'll just shut your page messenger down for a day as a warning uh, you'll definitely get something from a facebook moderator saying like hey this isn't this is a misuse of platform policies like can you please convince us that you're going to change this with a paragraph of, of of apology text and then they'll usually restore your account but like if you're running ads to that yeah this is this is serious yeah if you're running ads <laughs> to that and you do this like you risk basically wasting all that ad spend cuz th they'll still run that ad for you but it'll just go nowhere you know so yeah. I, I would highly recommend just, just evolving past the comment yes to get free milkshake coupons. That's not good for you, first of all, because that, that's a meaningless interaction. Like you get no data from that person. You, you know that someone signed up for a, a milkshake coupon, but you have no idea why. What progress were they trying to make in their life that they think a free milkshake yeah. coupon is going to help them get there? You know, if you haven't asked those questions, if you haven't asked a good open-ended question and you're, getting, you're not getting real engagement on that post, you really have no idea who these people are. And you're not growing as a marketer, by the way. So when you create a post that gets a 
bunch of engagement where people are using long strings of text to describe their feelings or talk about something, that is gold. Any copywriter out there would look at that and say, holy crap, I have all this data now that I can use in sales hooks, in, in all the marketing like stuff we need to build. We now have a customer language and they're crying out to us to listen. So ask good questions, guys. Like th this isn't actually complicated. It, it all comes down yeah. to good communication. Like if you're the kind of person in your life who talks more than you listen, you're going to have a hard time being a good marketer because th these days everybody's getting talked at. They just want to be listened to. People just want to be heard. And Messenger and, and Facebook in general, it's a place where people go to feel heard. And if you're not doing that, then it's not anybody else's problem if you're getting your account shut down because you're just being cheap about it. Like, just listen. Ask good questions. Yeah. Listen to what people say and learn from it. Because anybody who claims to have this miraculous system set up from the beginning where they can just pump leads in and pump money out, they are missing a fundamental and the most critical part of it is what are you learning? How are you augmenting the system and, and modifying it as you go based on what people are sh showing you, based on the behavior that you're observing? This is science, people. Like A lot of people like to claim that this is some black art or something, but it's not. Most of this is a scientific process. And scientific processes require you to be flexible and change as you learn. So the only way you can change is if you're getting good data. And good data means long strings of text in the comment. Like that's how you get good interaction. That's going to be good for Facebook and it's going to be good for you. So Dan, could you give us an example? Like instead of the comment, yes, below, like what type of question would you ask and how do you make sure that you're still asking a question that leads to possibly a relevant sales conversation or an opportunity to acquire a lead, right? Because we still have to keep in mind like the business has to achieve certain numbers, right? So how do you do this? And so it's not manipulative as well. Exactly. I mean, because I think you can manipulate this thing. Yeah, that's certainly true. And it, there's a fine line between just straight up social engineering and good marketing. There's a very fine line yeah, between those sure. two things. You know, let's let's stick to the fitness stuff. I mean, there's the easy thing, which is, you know, comment yes below and we'll give you a free milkshake coupon. The A better question maybe to ask or, or a question to ask instead of just giving them a command is like, why this protein versus this protein? Okay, so if the context of their life is I am already fit, I'm already a fit person, and I'm trying to put on muscle because I think that that's going to help me make progress in whatever it is that I'm trying to make progress in. I want to be the strong man. I want to be really lean but really muscular because that's going to help me look sexy at the beach. Like, there's so many different contexts of people's lives in which a, a protein product would make sense for them to, to make progress. So... So let's just say we're talking to people who are already fit. They already understand nutrition, but there's some controversy about different delivery mechanisms. So maybe for a while there was a controversy between whey protein and other types of protein, like other, other places where you can derive protein from. So capitalize on the conversation that's already happening about those two things. Give people the chance to weigh in with their own opinion. Whey protein versus this. Whey protein after workout or before workout. Like comment below and we'll send you our take on this in messenger so good awesome what you're doing is you're you're opening up a conversation where you're gonna get to hear from people what their opinion is first of all so from a customer development standpoint get your copywriters in there to look at that copy because it's gonna be gold 
That's number one. Number two is you're giving Facebook what they want, which is a bunch of context on this person's life and how they think about the world and maybe even the products that they like. Because they're going to be like, well, I've been using Blitz protein and it's been working really well for my abs or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, I'm not, a, I'm not, yeah. yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's the point. <laughs> that's my brand, Blitz. I will never have yeah. abs. So, <laughs> but that's the, that's the distinction I'm trying to help you guys make is it's not about just cheap mechanism where you can just ask somebody to do something and they'll get a thing. It's really about opening right. up a conversation and, and, and uh, you can apply that same model to any vertical. And if your question is relevant to the market, you're asking that question, you're getting feedback, you're following up in Messenger about your thoughts, you can pitch a product, you know, if you were selling protein or something like that, like this can lead into a sale. You're not just doing this for fun, right? But it's a way different way of thinking than email marketing. Let's get them on this list and just blast them with this, this product that I have for sale, right? It's, it's totally different. And uh, Dan, one more question here, because I know we see this a lot in the mini chat community and across the board, but in terms of terms of service with an in terms of terms of service, mm -hmm. that's a lot of terms. <laughs> nice. in, in regards to TOS for Facebook, you know there are restrictions in Messenger about when you can send promotional broadcasts, yeah. right? Which I love because it keeps Messenger from becoming email. And sadly, we see it every day in the mini chat Facebook group. People are getting their Facebook pages shut down totally. because they're not following the rules. Mm -hmm. They're just blasting out these promotional messages to their entire subscriber base, regardless of how those subscribers have interacted with them in the past. So could you just quickly give us a rundown of like, really that there are three types of messages you can send through Messenger. It's really important to understand the three different types because they have different rules. So if you could just go over that, I think it would be really helpful for the audience. Sure. Um, I love this and I love talking about this. So uh, let me just preface this by saying, and I really believe this, and I think this might be worth paying attention to. So you ready for this? Never in the history of digital marketing has being a good marketer been so well rewarded. Okay. Mm. So the Facebook platform I don't even think they know what they've done, but they've created a place where if you are a really good marketer, you are going to stand head and shoulders above your competitors because you're reaching people where their attention is most absorbed. Their conscious attention is there. And if you are good at marketing, you are going to earn that attention and you're going to be able to do something with it that it's unprecedented. There's no other platform that I can think of in the history of anything where you could have that much concentrated attention in one place and that much relevant attention in one place. So here's the thing. Uh, yeah, people are getting their accounts shut down because uh, they're not following the rules. I will go one step further and I will say people are getting their accounts shut down because they're being poor marketers. So if you want to not get shut down, get better at marketing, get better at talking to people, get better at building long-term relationships. So let's talk about what a promotional broadcast even is. So there's three different types of messages we can send through the APIs, the Facebook APIs. One of them is called a promotional message, a promotional broadcast specifically. And then there's a follow-up broadcast. And we'll talk about how those two things are kind of inextricably linked. And then there is the subscription broadcast. So each of these types of messages is actually tagged a certain way through the API. And it can only be sent in certain circumstances based on 
permissions that exist on each Facebook profile. So that's technically kind of how it works. That's a very high overview of how it works. So the promotional broadcast, the way that that's designed is if, if somebody just opened a conversation with you, what Facebook, what Facebook has decided that is if somebody's just opened a conversation with you in, in Messenger, they've shown some kind of intent. They're interested in hearing from you about something. So you have 24 hours after somebody opens a conversation with you or opens a thread with you to send them promotional stuff. And what is promotional stuff? Yeah, that's the big question. That's a really good question. So I'm going to give you the rundown of what that stuff means to me and what I've seen over the past year. So anything promotional from Facebook's perspective is stuff that's taking them outside of Facebook. Okay. I'm going to make it really clear for everybody. Like if you are sending somebody a link to a landing page as, as your first interaction with them, I don't care what the, that landing page could be just like puppies fl- flying around. And I don't know what, what it needs to be, but it could be not promotional the way that you're thinking about promotional, but it's taking them outside of messenger. So if you're sending them to a Facebook live, even if you're selling something, then they, they wouldn't consider that quote unquote promotional because it's a Facebook live. There gets a little bit of a gray area, but yeah, mm-hmm. you're taking them to another Facebook property. So that's, that's pretty tight. That's good for them. Now, in some cases, depending on how you do that or the language that you use, some moderator, if it gets flagged, if they see like, mm. you know, I'm selling you the 12 step sales program and that's what this Facebook live is about. Some humans don't understand that that isn't necessarily direct promotion and they might flag you. So it really depends on how you do it. And that's when things get a little bit gray, but good, very good question. If you're sending people to other Facebook properties, that's good for them, but they might not always recognize it as good because human moderators do get in uh, from time to time and see these things and they don't know how to interpret them and they'll make, they'll just make a call and you're leaving it up to the mercy of some person you don't know who doesn't know your business. Let's talk about the 24 hour rule. When somebody opens a new thread with you, that means that they hit that send to messenger button or send you a message on your Facebook page or find you in messenger and message you for whatever reason. I do this all the time just when I'm going to coffee shops on holidays or something to make sure that they're open. I'll just message them real quick and see if they're going to be open today because they often don't post the right hours for those kinds of special situations. So that's a funny use case for messenger. It's very, very common. People just reaching out to a business to try to figure out if they're open or not. Technically, that person could message me within 24 hours of that uh, with any kind of offer. They could be like, hey, you were trying to figure out if we were open. Here's a free latte on us if you buy a croissant or something. I don't know. They could do anything like that, and it would be perfectly within the realm of the terms of service to do so. If I don't engage with that content that they send me, so if I if I don't take them up on that croissant deal uh, within 24 hours, they can have one chance to remind me about that croissant deal. That's called the follow-up broadcast. So that's the 24-hour plus one contingency where you have 24 hours for me to take you up on that. If I don't engage with that content within 24 hours, you can now message me one more time as a reminder. If I don't message you back, that thread is kind of just considered closed now. So you can't really send me promotional stuff anymore. If you try to remind me again about that thing, we're done. We can't talk anymore. If you keep spamming me about that deal and I flag you and a Facebook moderator sees that, they're going to shut your page down. It's just it's that simple. They'll shut you down for a, a, a whole 24 hours at least just for one infraction if, if the right person, the right admin sees that because they're really cracking down on it. So promotional broadcast. Send somebody, send somebody an offer or send them off of Facebook with, with the first interaction that you have with them. If they don't interact with that content, you have one more chance to remind them about that thing. And if they still don't interact, that lead is basically dead to you. So let's say they opt in or whatever they comment, they're a subscri- messenger subscriber. Mm-hmm. 
um, not necessarily a, an email subscriber. Mm-hmm. They haven't, you know, done some kind of integration through Zapier or something. Sure. But so they're a subscriber. So the next day, say 18 hours later, somebody sends them a link to a sales page or, or a landing page, whatever. And then you said you have one more try. So is it 24 hours since then, or is it just one more email within that 24 hours? One more, sorry, message. Yeah, so it's after that 24 hours has expired, you, you can no longer use the promotional broadcast. You have to use the follow-up broadcast type. And that follow-up okay. broadcast can happen within 24 hours of, of the previous 24 hours. So you basically have 48 hours to engage this yep. person in a promotion, and uh, you have to use two different broadcast types to do so. Gotcha. So what's the difference with a follow-up broadcast and a subscription broadcast, Dan? Because from what I understand, you know, you have this window, but that doesn't mean that you can't later broadcast to your subscription base and ask them questions, right? Back to the making uh, progress thing, right? Like this doesn't mean you can never send them a message again, right? It's just not promotional. We need to engage them again so that they activate that 24-hour window. Maybe give us a quick example of that so people can, in case they didn't grasp that all the way. If after the 24 hours, the person doesn't convert, you know, you're looking to send a broadcast to your subscriber list to people who, you know, are out of that 24 plus one rule. This doesn't mean you can't send them messages. They just can't be promotional, right? Um, So maybe you ask them a question. Maybe we ask them a question, maybe back to the fitness example. Maybe we send a broadcast. That's another question. Yes. about their fitness, maybe what fitness level they're at, or, you know, something that has to do with them. Again, back to this person, right? Uh, Maybe we give them a few quick reply or button options, or we just leave it open-ended for them to answer. But if they re-engage with us there, you know, from, from that broadcast that we sent, the 24-hour window is now open again. Not that you should immediately shove another offer down their throat, <laughs> but I don't want it to be like, you know, a perpetual traffic on the perpetual traffic podcast. We heard you can only sell to people once. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's like, right. yeah, during their 24-hour window, but then you have to get creative, right? How can you broadcast to your list to create that engagement again so that yep. people that interact are now they're they're back and and that promotional window is open. So Dan, I don't know if you could just quickly go over like the difference between a subscription and follow-up broadcast. I think that's really helpful for people to understand, right? It's not that you can't sell to people. It's just you're not going to be able to use this like email. So, let's go a little bit high level real quick and talk about the end user again because I think that again it's really easy to forget that we're just trying to have conversations with human beings inside and we're just using Messenger as the medium to do so. So if you are using Messenger every day and you're communicating with friends and family and sometimes businesses, the last thing that the Messenger platform team, the last thing that Facebook wants is for you to feel like your Messenger feed is a crowded mess that you don't want to spend time in. So all of these rules that they've developed are their experiments. They're, frankly, they're, they're saying, what if we put these rules in place? Will it make the Messenger experience mostly good for people. And sometimes they fail. Like, I'm not sure that the promotional broadcast slash follow-up broadcast slash these other broadcast types that they have, I don't I don't know if that's the best mechanism for keeping the the feed clear. I really don't know. Uh, they might come out with better mechanisms, and I, and I kind of hope they do, because these things are so hard to explain. So let's just start there. Human beings are using Messenger to get short snippets of information from people they care about, to ask questions that they need an immediate answer to, or to engage and feel heard by somebody. 
Okay. So if you are randomly sending them shit all the time and that's interrupting the flow of their daily life, that's not useful to them and it's not useful to Facebook. So just keep that in mind just from a pure marketing standpoint. So the subscription broadcast, let's talk about this. And I'm going to try to make up an example right now that might make sense. I'm a webcomic. Okay. This is a hypothetical situation. I'm a webcomic and I publish a new comic every Friday. So for some reason you decided to message me because you think I'm a cool guy and you want to have a deeper relationship with me. And that's why you message me on messenger. So you hit my bot, you get a few menu options and one of them is message Dan. All right. You message me and there's a fun little interaction and I may or may not see it, but you're satisfied with that. I'm not going to promote to you because I have nothing to sell to you right now. Or actually let's take that back. I'm having a t-shirt sale and you just messaged me. So I'm going to send you a link after you do the little Dan bot thing. I send you a link to buy some t-shirts on my Shopify store. You decide to decline and I have a little tag set so that it'll remind you within 24 hours if you don't click on that link. You get a follow-up reminder about the cool t-shirt swag. You don't follow up with it. And basically my promotional window closes. Turns out I come up with a new piece of content later in the week and it's Thursday. And this is three days after my promotional window with you closed. And I'm sitting in my study and I'm doing this comic and I'm sketching some stuff and I'm like, you know what? I bet that the people on Messenger would really love to see a behind the scenes photo of me sketching out this, like the first version of this, this content. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send a broadcast and I'll send a subscription broadcast to anybody who's on my list. And I'll say, Hey, I am doing some mock-ups of this new comic. Would you like to see more? Yes or no? You give them two button options. That's a subscription broadcast that is not promotional. And it's an, it's an engagement opportunity. They say yes. The moment that they click that yes button and interact with you and reopen that thread, you can now promote to them. You have a 24 hour window open. So that's kind of a very simple scenario that explains the three broadcast types. The, tw- the 24 hour rule starts when they message Dan Bot to have a, have a funny conversation with me because I'm a web comic. They, I have 24 hours to promote a t-shirt sale. If they don't engage with that, I can follow up with them one more time. They still don't talk to me a few days later. I still want to be in touch with them because they must like my webcomic, right? So I'm going to send them a subscription broadcast saying, hey, I'm doing some behind the scenes work. Would you like to see some photos? Yes or no? And they can say yes or no. And you're giving them the choice to either engage with you or not. And then if they open that thread, you now have 24 hours to keep promoting to them if you want to do that. But those are kind of the three broadcast types and how they could be used. So now you can unleash the seven messages in a row over the next 19 hours, exactly. right? You could just go, countdown, countdown. You could go no, I'm for just it. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, that makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Yeah, Dan, that was explained so well. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. And that's why it's so important. And you'll see this theme in the course that Dan and I are creating uh, for Minichat. Messenger is not just the comment growth tool. It's not just about JSON ads. No. Uh, we're also, as marketers and humans, figuring out what does normal communication from a brand to Messenger subscribers look like on a daily, weekly basis, right? Because we have to take into account this you know, promotional time limit, which I love because this keeps the platform from being email, right? So like you said, the good marketers with good content that have great value to give their audience are going to win on this platform once again because they know how to re-engage those people and give them things they're interested in. And as that relationship builds, those promotional efforts will only perform better. I've got a couple quick tactical questions that a lot of people are asking. 
one question we got on a webinar recently was, is there a time limit on videos? Like, so if you, you know, upload a little video in the actual feed, does Facebook have a limit? Yeah, I have a, I have a very distinct answer for that. And it, it, there is no time limit. There is a size limit. So mm. if you upload any media to Messenger, uh, that's all hosted by Facebook. It's, it's hosted by their content delivery network. And what they do is they will take that uploaded file, they will parse it and compress it, and then they'll re-upload it into the, into the Messenger flow. It's, it's this really convoluted process. So the way that it works is if you upload anything more than 24.9 megabytes, it won't work. So if you can compress your, oh, yeah, that's pretty small. It's too. really small. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to do video in in Messenger, it needs to be really short and succinct. If you're trying to do anything of high resolution, it needs to be short and succinct. It needs to be a call to action. It needs to be a quick, really inspirational thing. And that's those are the things that are going to work best for you. Well, and real quick on that, just in case you do have a longer video for some reason to like some of your really warm people, you can just export it at a very small size because remember it's going to be in a tiny window, and so you could export it at a very small um, resolution. You could but, absolutely um, do that, yes. Yep. One more quick question on the growth tools. So one of my favorite ones is the Messenger Ref URL. Yeah, sure. I love that because mm. you can create your own unique link and you can use it in so many cases. And that's that's like my favorite one. And because it's just so flexible, you can use it in email or, or, or in a Facebook post, in a Facebook ad. Definitely. And so um, question about the subscription. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference? So if somebody say you have something set up where there's a comment to message feature. And so if they comment, then they get taken to messenger. Is there a difference? Let's say you use the messenger ref URL and you say, go to like on a podcast, a couple episodes ago, we didn't have the webinar ready yet. And so I said, go to dominatewebmedia.com forward slash BCS to download the, the BCS triangle that I talked about. And because we didn't have the, the other webinar set up yet, I just created a quick pretty link URL to uh, messenger so they could get it there. There's no sequence added to it. I was, I was in Mexico, so it took me like three minutes to do nice. And so if somebody goes, gets taken to your messenger, do they have to click a button to reply or are they already automatically subscribed? That's the question. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the mechanism of subscription. And I think this is a wonderful way to like top this whole conversation off because this doesn't work like it does an email. It's a, it's an intrinsically two-way platform. Messenger is a two-way platform. Email is really just a one-way platform. And it's, 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 there are many security vulnerabilities with email. For example, you could go buy an email list right now. You don't have permission to talk to any of those people. They've never, they don't know who you are, but you could, you could right now spam all those people if you wanted to. There's no way to buy a messenger list. There's no way to go and find a way to like do that. The closest thing that you can do is a sponsored message and then you're paying pretty heavily for it. So you better know who you're talking to. So that being said, what you're really trying to do, and everybody listening to this, this is the, this is the language that Facebook uses. The, what you're trying to do is you're trying to open a thread with somebody. So let's talk about what a, what a thread means. So when somebody messages your page, they say, send a message. What they're doing is they're opening a conversation with you. That's an open thread now. So what happens when somebody opens a thread, as ManyChat says, ManyChat is looking at an open thread as a subscription. We're saying, if somebody is opening a thread with you, that means that they want to hear from you. So let's, let's add them as a subscriber. We get all of their information. You can now talk to this person because they've taken this time and they intend to talk to you. So here's the thing. When somebody clicks on a link on the internet, are they opening a conversation with you? Or are they clicking on a link? They're clicking on a link. They're clicking on a link. So that that actually isn't an open thread. Um, no matter how you word that that link, you could even right. say subscribe to Messenger. Uh, it, even if they're 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 going to click that, it, it, that's not exactly how it works. So for the ref URL, if they already have an open thread with your business page, 
that ref URL, what they, it'll take them directly to the messages that you've sent up. They will not have to click anything else. And they're already a subscriber, so it doesn't matter. If they've never messaged your page before, if they've never opened a thread before, it's going to open Messenger, and it's going to give them the chance to open a thread with you. And that being said, if they have a bot installed, if they have many chat installed, they'll see a little get started button. And the way that that works is Facebook has decided on their own that if somebody clicks get started inside of the Messenger window, they are opening a thread with you. And that is when they become a subscriber. So clicking on a link on the internet is not the same thing as opening a thread with a business. And that's why they've engineered that that way. So they have to engage with something on your bot is what you're saying. If they're hitting a ref URL and they've, they've never opened a thread with your page before, they've never hit send a message or something, they're going to see a little get started button inside of their messenger. That's what they're going to see. They click on that and then they get the content from that growth tool. So that would be the subscription event when somebody opens the thread by hitting get started. Get started. Yes. Right. Okay. So that's important. And sometimes people are testing this. You forget that because you've already, once you do it once, you've already done this. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard. You can only kind of test it once with your own exactly. uh, profile. And so, and so basically for the person that's never subscribed, they've never, let's say they've never opened up a thread mm -hmm. or anything. Is there, if they use the message ref, messenger ref URL, does Facebook kind of make it obvious for them? You know, maybe you have a little line of text. Yeah. There's that get started button. So the get started button does kind of make it like, boom, they, they just follow the direction. Exactly. They click that, yep. Now they're subscribed. Yep. Yeah. It's like when you want to talk to somebody, you open your mouth first, you click the link and then you actually start talking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now they're a subscriber. You don't right. have to actually have a yes or no question in your response to, to get them to subscribe. Exactly. You're, they're already, once they got to that point, exactly. so that, that's important because some people think you still have to have that. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. And you know, this, the same rule applies for the comments growth tool. When somebody comments on a post, is that them opening a thread with you in messenger? Nope. Nope. No. It's not. And that's why they get a follow-up message from us and, and they, they don't become a subscriber until they reply to that open thread. So what the comments grow tool, the, the, the comment to messenger thing that we have, what's really cool about that is it, it, is it lets us cheat a little bit. It lets us open the messenger window. So when they comment, mm. we send them a follow-up message in messenger in the messenger window, but but ManyChat can't log them as a subscriber until they actually open the conversation with you. So we open messenger so that now they see that, you know, they can have a conversation with you in Messenger, but if they don't reply to that message, that auto response that you send them, they're not a subscriber. They, they haven't opened a right. thread with you. So that's one distinction yep. that everybody should know. Just giving them the option. That's the difference. With the comment grow tool, do they actually have to respond with like typing or could they interact with one of your buttons maybe and become a subscriber? Yeah, that's a good question. So right now that the tool, the tool that Facebook provides to us to, to open the messenger window when somebody comments on a post is a plain text only. So one thing you can yeah. do is ask a really good question or uh, encourage some kind of interaction with them in that follow-up message in Messenger, but they have to reply with plain text or an emoji or something like that in order to become a subscriber and open that thread with you. Perfect. Great information. Yeah, totally makes sense. It's interesting because it's definitely different. Yeah. So the message ref URL, it's like the message comment to Messenger, it's easier to get them to the Messenger, yeah. but they do have to reply. Exactly. If, yeah. they're, if you're using your own like pretty link and you're using the Messenger ref feature, they are going to get a message from Facebook that's going to say start here. But what, if they do that and they get into Messenger, they are subscribed automatically. They don't have to respond to your question. Yes, exactly. Correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's just different levels of the, the relationship starting to evolve. Yes. All starting from a click. 
Exactly. You know? Next question, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> think of the real world, you guys. It's just everything in this episode, Dan, has been so amazing. I mean, hopefully if you were listening to this, you were taking away things that you could use on a high level philosophically to, to communicate with all of your marketing in every single channel with email, with everything. And that's why, you know, guys that are really smart, really understand people like Kevin Rogers, Ralph, who was at the uh, War Room Mastermind and yes. when we were kind of sitting down and I was helping him set up that first uh, messenger campaign, a simple one. And, and he was excited because Dan, he has a, a campaign for email, which is like the stuff you were just talking about. Sure. So his, his sequence is re- requires people to reply to the email. Mm-hmm. Nice. So they have to reply and then they reply back. And then he has a personal, you know, salesperson sort of, or, or somebody on their team reply back. And so he was excited because they have a, an email two way conversation thing going on. And that's exactly what messenger is for. Yeah. So, yep. It's, it could be for somebody who already has these best practices built into the, how they communicate oh. with people. It's just going to 10x their results. Yeah. It's going to be so much easier. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's building a long-term relationship, right? It is. That's how humans do business. Who would have thought? Isn't that sort of how we started this whole thing? 134 episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so meta. We're coming back to the beginning. This has been amazing. Once again, this is um, episode 135 for, for the show notes at digitalmarketer.com. And Dan, man, this has been unbelievably great stuff here. I've been taking tons of notes. So glad. Yeah. I mean, is there many chat? Uh, what's the easiest way for people to go check out and sign up and just get in there and get, get their hands dirty? Yeah. Um, what I would say is just make sure, uh, get on your Facebook page, make sure that you have your page messenger enabled and then go to manychat.com and you can sign up for an account for free. You can get a bot set up on your page for free in five minutes and just play around with it. That's what I do. That's what I would do. Thank you so much, Dan. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Of course. Bringing it. Really appreciate it. Um, my pleasure. Hopefully you enjoyed it, you listener. And we will talk to you on the next one. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. 